Welcome back in. My name is Chris Ryan. This is Growing on the Vine. However it is that you're listening to us, whether it be on our stream, whether it be on FM radio, whether it be on the podcast, thank you so much for finding us. So we are part of a ministry in Southwest Riverside County in Southern California called 1025 The Vine. It's a broadcast ministry on a nonprofit, non-commercial Christian radio station. What we do on this show is we dive into our community and we talk to micro ministry leaders here in Southwest Riverside County. These are people who are in the nooks and the crannies of our community who are doing great ministry and you might not even know about them. You can listen to all of our episodes on our podcast. Just search for Growing on the Vine on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We are on all of them. And you can listen to all of our episodes right there on demand. This week on the show, I'm talking to Celeste Ducharme. She is a mindset mentor and serves a ministry of women with encouragement and that help that is needed just to get out of this rut. Sometimes it takes a lot of help for us to get to the point to where we can look at those lies that we tell ourselves and we can turn that mindset around. And for Celeste, it all started with a softball. Tell me about your passion for women and encouragement. Well, thank you. Thank you first for the opportunity, Chris. Um, I really appreciate it. This is a privilege and an honor. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. So I know they can't see this, but um, I brought where all this came together from. And it's, it's a softball. It's a really pretty yellow softball. And it's where I learned a lot of lifelong lessons from playing sports. They're fabulous for children. So if you're a parent, I encourage you to get your your kids involved in sports. Um, But I learned from this little yellow ball about friendships, about how to overcome and persevere, and how to get back up. And so that's really where it started. I played softball for 12 years, and then I had the privilege to coach for another 13. So I spent very close uh, 25 years with this ball and developing relationships and helping girls overcome what I learned um, in my teenage years of being a young athlete and then a high school athlete and then a college athlete um, and even overcoming when things got really difficult and tough. Uh, But I spent um, years coaching uh, Marietta Valley softball and then went on to Calvary Junior High and their high school. But then I had started a travel team when my daughter turned about 10 years old. And so with the privilege of coaching girls with um, an interest in how do we build self-confidence? How do we build self-esteem? Um, because it's missing. You know, we all, for some reason, when we learn to walk and, you know, we fall down as children and stumble and, and they clap when you learn to walk, get up, get up, get up, yay. But then as we get older, when you fall, people laugh at you and make fun of you and Um, or if you strike out or pop up or hit a fly ball. And so I spent years creating um, devotion time or teamwork before and after games. And so there were days that we would spend 40 minutes to an hour more time on that part of the game, the mental game, Um, how to let go of fear, how to surround yourself with people who believe in you, how to embrace the gifts and talents that God gave you, you know, just those three simple things. And then it carries on how to set, you know, a game plan, how to, how to dream, like how to dream your dream, not your parents' dream, not a sibling or a spouse or, you know, but what does dream look like, your dream life? And so it's amazing how God really put all this together through this incredible little yellow ball and then all the relationships and lives I had the privilege of being a part of. So that's where it started. Celeste Ducharme is our guest today. You were talking about some of the difficulties that maybe youth have, and you had mentioned confidence or the lack thereof is something that can stick 
for a long time and affect us not only in our youth, but our adult years. Do you find that a lot? Absolutely. It's very common, um, particularly because we show up, maybe, you know, we all show up to play softball, to show up for the first practice and, you know, judgment, right, immediately comes, you know, she's faster than I am. She's taller than I am. Oh, they like her better, right? And why, my question is, why do we go there? Why can't it be as, you know, I'm showing up and I showed up early and I stayed late and and I gave it all I had and I ran as fast as I could. But we tend to, in life, size up a room or size up a sporting field and then start becoming that critic, you know, or, oh, look at her parents or, oh, look, at she's got new equipment. I, you know, I don't. And so it's... Um, the privilege of being able to teach the girls that I coach for years and the women that I mentor now is to be able to embrace the gift and talents that you are given. And so once, you know, we understand where it says in Ephesians that, you know, you are his masterpiece. <laughs> he created you just the way you are. Matter of fact, in his image. And so that's hard. I remember the first time um, one of my coaches said, you know, so let's go, go look in the mirror. I want to do an exercise. And this was a coach later in life as a, a female entrepreneur. She said, I want you to tell me what you look at when you look in your eyes from the top of your head, we're going to down to your shoulders. Tears ran down my face. I am not sure I'd ever stayed and looked in the mirror that long at myself. And sadness and tears filled my eyes. Um, just because of criticism from the voices that came from wherever we all had it. Um, the fat grandchild, get on the scale. Here's a gift certificate for your birthday to lose 10 pounds, right? And so it, my unfortunate message was, you know, I'm not enough. And so um, it was my goal, the burning desire in my heart to teach each girl they had a place. And it's, it's not always easy in sports. You know, nine people take the field. You know, if you have an extra hitter, you know, you get 10. Um, there's usually 14 to 20 girls in the team. So saying, you know, just helping them embrace that God gave you the gifts you have. And if we don't use them, we're not glorifying God. It's hard to see that as a teenager. Is it almost fair to say, go and find those lies and we're going to overcome them? You know, what's most interesting is we don't even have to tell them to go find the lies. They show up with them, right? Um, sibling rivalry, you know, watch your children, watch how they interact. Um, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not the perfect parent. You know, God gave us two children, and praise God, he was in the middle of raising it all. And, and I ask them every day for forgiveness and go talk to a therapist if you want to fix something I'd messed up. <laughs> Family joke. But, you know, no one gives you a manual with parenting. Um, however, when we teach people to compete, you don't have to knock people down. You know, if I'm going to run a race, you could both say, man, you leaned forward well. Wow, your stride was phenomenal. Or you're at bat. Wow, you've got quick hands. Instead of, oh, look at your bat. You're dropping your hand. You know, there's just ways of communicating and saying things. And unfortunately, um, it usually comes from the negativity, um, from a negative standpoint. And so um, I was very different on the softball field. Dream, believe, and achieve. My girls wore those words on their shirt from the first travel ball team I had. Matter of fact, um, my Facebook group is Dream, Believe, and Achieve for the women that I mentor. And um, it's, it's just, it's always been a part. And through Christ, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My way might be different, but guess what? There's 20, 30, 50, 1,000 different ways to get the same answer or to get the same accomplishment. We just all have a different journey. Celeste Ducharme is with us today, and you had mentioned mentoring. You had mentioned a Facebook group. So at one point, there was mentoring athletes. 
now there's mentoring women. Tell me about that mentoring relationship. I found out at a very young age the importance of mentorship. I had a lot of teenage struggles. And so in in my book, Turning Possibilities into Realities, and then even more in depth, The Journey is Yours to Take, I share very openly my journey of struggle with alcohol and substance abuse and looking for love in all the wrong places and being a very closed and angry at sometimes um, student athlete. And so with that, I knew the important value of mentorship. I played softball up to a point where I got injured and I couldn't play anymore. I, my story is I've had four knee replacements and um, people are like, how can that be possible? Well, yes, on my third one, on, um, after my third one failed on March 26 of 2018, he said, I'm gonna go in there and do everything I can to try to reattach a new one, but I can't promise you. And so um, after that surgery, it stuck and boy, did it stick. And um, they kept me in the hospital for a knee replacement for five days. You're out same day. It's pretty common anymore. And so I had my knee was pretty much dead from the knee down, dead foot. Um, And finally, on the fourth day, I said, just let me go home. It's not getting any better. And so I realized week after week after month, it was going to be a way of life. So that year, the doctor said, this is going to be your last year coaching, Celeste. You're really going to need to make a shift. And so that broke my heart. However, um, a couple of years prior uh, in some of the, le- the leadership groups, I was a part of women in business here in Temecula, um, Upside Thinking, um, just some amazing mentorship programs and leadership programs I was able to go to. I was told, you have a gift, a gift of encouragement. I'm like, a gift? <laughs> a gift of encouragement? And um, you need to be speaking to women and encouraging them and helping them overcome. And um, I was interviewed for um, a company um, that was producing a film and um, it was incredible just on overcoming and when I shared my story I realized wow I have overcome and so when the doctor said this is as good as it gets get off the field and so I took the um, devotions the years of devotions and I wrote a curriculum um, six steps on how to create a new mindset how to be the queen in your life how to allow God to heal you and so that's what it turned into and and then I started having one day workshops and then it turned into a retreats and and now it's turned into one-on-one clients and me helping create you know a business strategies um, through mindset and mentorship and wellness you had mentioned uh, six steps in your curriculum walk me through those steps my heart's just so moved right now um, because these are all six steps that were created around God's word. That's the foundation. That's when I gave my heart to Jesus in 1990, um, there was no turning back. And so um, the word has been the foundation and doesn't mean that I'm perfect, but when I have a question or need discernment, I go to God's word. And so letting go of fear, what's in your way, right? If you wanna move forward, you gotta figure out what's in your way. So let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of the stinking thinking. Let's get rid of the criticism. And how do we do that? We go to God's word. And so the first thing I always wanna remind the ladies is um, that God cares for them and that they deserve to understand and embrace um, that something's in the way from them being able to embrace the true life that God has for them. And letting go is the first step. And so we rely on you know, Isaiah 41.10, and it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with your righteous right hand. And if we just focus on that, that, you know, when fear creeps in, you know, fear not, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Fear not. And 
God is with me. That's why I'm going to fear not. Get behind me, Satan. When I'm feeling weak, I'm strong. I'm strong in the name of Jesus. Um, and that he's going to help me. It doesn't say he's going to know it all, give me clarity today, but that he's my righteous right hand. And so as a softball coach, I learned to teach the girls what this meant word by word. And it says fear not in the Bible over 352 times, which I laugh, you know, days in the week. But easy to remember every day I'm reminded, fear not. And so like anything, you know, you get on the bike, you fall, you get on the bike, you fall, you get back up. And as you do it more and more, it becomes easier. So, you know, the first step is, um, you know, letting go of fear. Worry is an interest paid on a debt we may never have. As a softball coach, I, you know, constantly watch the weather. Oh, is the tournament going to be canceled? No. Lord, please stop the rain. Okay, we must have needed the rain. But worry is an interest paid on a debt we may never have. I think when you ask people in life, if there's one thing you wish you had more time, you know, you have more of in life, you know, what's, what's one thing you wish you had more, more in life? Time. We spend more time wasting it on worrying or talking about things that don't even turn to, to fruition, right? Or about things that we truly shouldn't be talking about. Celeste Charm is our guest today. If you had a business card with a title, what would that say? Mindset and wellness mentor. My heart is to help build others up in a way where the world has torn them down. It sounds like everywhere you go, fear wants to be right in front of you and you're really saying, hey, let's find that first and let's move past that, it sounds like. And then there's other directions that I'm sure come after, okay, fear, we move that. Where does a group go next? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding and all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It doesn't say analyze it to death until you can't sleep. It doesn't say, write it down, write it down, rewrite it down, overthink it, talk to everybody else about it. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all of your ways, all. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And Chris, again, I have a question. I need an answer. Where do I go? I choose my book of choice is the word of God. It's a foundation when my husband and I gave our lives to Jesus Christ that we committed to, that we might not agree, but we're gonna agree to raise our kids and our family and be committed to our love to what this says. No different than what I teach people on how to overcome fear. It takes practice. So when I start overthinking, I'm one to turn on praise music or I'm one, I have 20 to 30 scriptures each day in my phone. Some repeat every day because I need that reminder. Some once a week, some once a month some multiple times a day. We have to program ourselves where to go for the answers. Is it social media? Uh-uh. Is it the news? Not for me. You know, are we searching the internet? A lot of information out there. Is it true? You know, so this is just where I go. It's my first go-to. Celeste Ducharme is our guest today. There's a sufficiency in scripture. Talk to me about that process of, of moving a mindset to come back here to God's Word. And honestly, there's a, maybe it's a new mindset for people who have never seen God's Word as the answer book. Talk to me about moving those mindsets. So I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real raw here with you. And it's nothing that's not in the book so that I talk to on stage. I don't always write some of the things I share when I speak. Um, we each have to choose. 
choose whom you will serve. Okay. So I believe what I serve, you know, what I serve, whom I serve in Jesus Christ, it's so the right fit. It's the fit for me. However, I'm not here to tell you and stuff something down your throat to say, oh my gosh, what you're doing is wrong. Uh uh. No. You have to choose whom you will serve. As a teenage girl, I was turning to all the wrong places, drinking for comfort at, at 14, you know, walk in the you know, kitchen, <laughs> there's the, the mini bar, glass of orange juice, <laughs> add a little bit of vodka to it. Um, not proud, uh, but it was convenient, it was accessible, and that's whom I was choosing to turn to. And I was fake it till you make it, baby. I was very good in school. I graduated as an athlete scholar uh, from junior high. That was up to ninth grade then. And then I was a Comanche athlete of the year in high school. Um, I was lucky. That's all I was. And then getting into to high school, you know, alcohol stayed there. Um, just heartbreaking. So I chose that. And then at 20, um, as I was going to visit my friends in rehab centers at 20 years old, care units in Orange County, would sit there and go to visit them and listen and learn and say, wow, I'm not going to serve this anymore. It's not what I'm going to do. And so choose whom you will serve, right? So I learned, knocked on the door of alcohol, that's not where I want to serve. Substance abuse, tried that a little bit. Oh, that is not what I want to serve and don't want to end up like that. Um, and, and then, you know, let's be real about lying as a teenager and, and telling stories. I mean, my mom dropped me off at the movie theater, uh, love you, mom, um, more times in a month that I never saw a movie, you know, um, at the Orange Mall there, you know, never saw the midnight show. Um, and so the benefits that came from that, my kids were never dropped off anywhere. But I learned by making the wrong choices to redirect me to the right one. So there's, you know, I overcame that and like food, let's just talk about food, right? Am I going to go to comfort for food? You know, who do you serve? Done that for many years. Celeste Ducharme is our guest today. You have brought two books that you have at least authored or been part of. Tell me about these two books that you've brought. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, uh, when something isn't comfortable, like being seen or being heard, um, God has just such an amazing sense of humor. Um, he does. And, and I had the privilege, my husband is a driver and so drives people to the airport or drives people to their appointments. So they get to spend their time working or, you know, getting safely to where they need to go. And so back in um, 2014, I had the privilege, um, my husband was driving and this woman said, tell me a little about yourself. And he just shared my story. And so I got a call the next day and she said, you know, Celeste, I've been working with you for a little bit and I've never heard these stories about you. And she said, your husband's so proud of you. And so she said, I'm, I'm publishing a book and it's called Turn Possibilities into Realities. Experts bridge the gap from the what if to the what is. And so she said, I'd love for you to be one of the co-authors. I just had somebody fall out. She says, there's a couple strings attached. Um, you have 30 days to do it. Um, have you ever written your story? No. Um, would you be willing? I would be willing. And I got to work with a publisher, Anna Weber, amazing lady who helped put my story together. So I have one chapter in this amazing book of 10 created by Lisa Marie Plasky, Upside Thinking, um, author of Designing Your Destiny. And she's helped give, she's given me truly such a foundation. Um, so just a privilege and an honor. And then a book that just was released last year that I'm so super proud of called The Journey is Yours to Take, Choose to Move Through Frazzled to Fabulous. And the ladies that I co-authored this book with, we each wrote three chapters, I met through a leadership program through the Upside Thinking program. 
they have truly become my royal court and my foundation. And so we talk about the frazzled, the down, the reality, the frazzled that could stop you if you allowed it. And so my chapter is really around, um, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. And that's um, a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. And the back of our book has a picture of the legacy that I have so um, amazingly been blessed with. And that's a picture of my mother and my grandmother and I on our wedding day. Um, on my wedding day. And then the second picture about the blessing of a legacy is of my mom and I and my daughter on her wedding day. And it's truly about what legacy are you leaving your family? My grandmother lived in poverty where there was nothing in the refrigerator like poverty. And she worked very hard and she raised two amazing driven entrepreneurs, lovely people to attribute to society. And so I, I thank her for what she went through. Um, I wear her bracelets to remind myself that she's with me and um, she's quite an inspiration. Back in a time divorced when she wasn't gonna tolerate some things, um, when people didn't divorce, so mocked and, you know, and she was a hairdresser and a business owner when there were not women who were business owners. So I have quite a legacy um, that's been left to me. So those books were inspired by my story to inspire others so that they can truly understand that there's nothing wrong with Frazzled. Um, fabulous is coming. Where are these books available? Where can somebody pick them up at? Amazon.com. Um, also, uh, they are a linked to my website at uh, CelesteDucharme.com, um, where you can get information about a queen-making experience and my mentorships as well, uh, but Amazon.com. So in the show notes, you'll find, you'll find links to those as well. I want to go back to something that you had mentioned. So softball was life? Life. My dad and I, um, God bless his soul, carry him with me to a ring he gave me when I graduated high school. It's two hearts. And we got up at 6 in the morning. I've always been an early riser. And we practiced my pitching. And then at night, after school and practice, we'd go, you know, we'd work on my hitting my fast hands. And one thing I was not was fast, but I could hit the ball far. I just went back to my 35th high school reunion. And um, Mr. Eddie, Coach Eddie was there, God bless him. And I saw him from the parking lot in my heart, just so much love and memories from the dirt, from the sound of the bat, from the pop of the glove. It's like home to me. And Mr. Eddie would say, get that piano off your back and run, girl. And it just was just classic. But he said, you could hit the ball. And, you know, we all have our gifts and talents. And speed never has been except with my tongue and talking fast. But uh, the game of softball truly holds just such a special place in my heart. You played. You taught. This was part of your life uh, well into your adulthood. And we're talking just a few years ago when doctors said, we need to take this away. How was that? How did you make it through? Was This is a dream. This is life. But that's a big life change. Talk to me about that moment. So Philippians 4.13 is a scripture that I first, one of the first scriptures I learned that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And from the years of being um, in mops, mothers of preschoolers, learning you know about Jesus Christ in a church, in a parenting situation. Um, you know, I've always just been grounded there. And God's word gets us through it all. Okay, so Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It was a scripture that was on when I was a coach at Linfield Christian School, it was on the dugout. Uh, when we opened Clinton Key self-storage, um, 
the first self-storage uh, partnership I was a part of. Um, it was in the office. We had a beautiful sunset with a cross and Philippians 4.13 on it. And so that scripture is truly my foundation, one of many. Um, and so I knew that he was going to get me through this. And sometimes things are, are for a season and sometimes the season are shorter. And if it's one thing I know, things don't happen by accident. And another one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, 28. And, I, and I'm going to share this with you, but I'm going to ask you, please don't throw that in your friend's <laughs> view or ears when they're going through something. It's much easier to embrace Romans 8, 28 when you've got through it. <laughs> okay? And it says that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And uh, another one of the scriptures, I have it in my bathroom. You know, and, and this is, again, is one of those many gems I've learned to cling to. So when something comes up, hey, it's time to shift, it's time to transition. Well, what's the Bible say about that? You know, lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So when the doctor said, this is as good as it gets, so deal with it, I was devastated. You know, but after the fourth knee replacement, you know, there was nothing more painful in life that I'd ever gone through than recovering from those. And watching my life shift from what it was to what I felt like it was becoming. And so it was hard. It wasn't cancer. Like, so let's really define hard, okay? Oh, you had to, you know, limp for a little bit and walk slower. Was that hard, Celeste? Reality, when we really look into things, define hard. And I learned that from an amazing mastermind coach, Jim McLaughlin. Like, define hard. <laughs> you know what? I had an opportunity, frankly, to overcome this. And um, it hurt because I loved it. And like anyone, you can relate. When something's taken away you love, it hurts. However, the memory doesn't have to go away. And I got to watch from a different seat um, the game that I loved and played for so many years. So the group of women, um, I Royal Court, the mentorship program that God has given me, um, I meet people where they're at. I'm not here to tell them where they need to go. I'm here to ask questions on how would it feel and have you considered this? You know, I, I am a, an expert question asker. <laughs> um, my son-in-law, oh, your mom's here. What kind of difficult question am I going to get today? And I just, I adore you, Tate. You're amazing, buddy. We're so blessed to have him in our life. But he's like, oh, am I going to get a hard question from your mom? I like, it's how I get to know people and it makes them think. And you get to choose. And I'm going to support you wherever you want to go. And I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to give you kind of, you know, the bumper pads to bounce back and forth. And we're going to cry together and we're going to laugh together. And the one amazing thing about the Queen Making Experience um, programs um, and the Dream, Believe and Achieve um, business mentorship program is it's just what each person needs. I created around your needs, where you're at and where you want to go. It's the first conversation we have. Celeste Ducharme is a mindset mentor. How can somebody get involved and say, they say, okay, that's what I need. I don't know what it is. I don't know the full scope of what it is, but that's what I need. Talk to me about somebody maybe getting involved and how, how they would do that. The best way and the easiest to really get to see who I am, it's important to do your homework first. You know, who is she? Yes, somebody asked her to answer some questions on a radio show, an amazing radio show. Um, but who is she? So I'm going to ask you to connect with me at Celeste Ducharme Inspires. It's my Instagram. And I will do um, one to three minute talks, motivational moments, 
of what I'm dealing with, how I've overcome it, how the reality of hard or not hard or making it harder than it should be. And so that's a great way to connect. And so you can message me that way. I'm also on Facebook. And that's, as I mentioned, dream, believe, and achieve. So we can connect there and and see the inspiration. It's not always easy for someone to talk, right? We all have our different languages. Um, and so you can read the inspiring scriptures or notes that are there. That's a great way just to start, to start planting the seeds in your mind. And then I'm going to encourage you to journal when you read something. Well, how does it make you feel when we, when we read, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord? Are you kidding me? <laughs> How'd I get here if I'm supposed to trust in the Lord? And it gets easier. That's all I can say. And as you begin to be still, it's be still and know I'm God? What do you mean? And, and you know, and that's what I dealt with with my transitioning and my four-year replacements. He was saying, be still. Do you trust me? You know, be still. Yes, Lord, I trust you. Okay, I'll be still. Well, I didn't do it very well, but I've learned. <laughs> In our day and age... Therapy is a big thing. It really is. Some of these things that you have just mentioned are the exact same things that we might be hearing from a therapist. It does sound like this relationship can actually be a way to bring an encouragement therapy to somebody's life. Would that be fair? Absolutely. I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed business coach. Um, I am a mentor that shares from the heart, that shares from God's word. It takes bravery to stand up to say, I want that, or I want to change. It takes commitment. It takes consistent action to step into, through, and to become the transition you want to see. And so, you know, we've all heard it. Maybe it's our parents. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's been a coach or many coaches. If you played sports or your music teacher or your your drama teacher, so many different mentors in life as we grow up. And so... Sometimes you just need a different voice to hear it in a different tone. And if it's one thing I've learned in 32 years of marriage and raising children for almost that long, that you can say anything to anybody with the right tone of voice and the right timing. Nine o'clock at night, when I've been up since 3.45 a.m., is not the best time for us to discuss finances in our household (laughs) or even to really ask me anything but how was your day? And I'm going to smile and nod. So timing is everything in tone of voice. And so it's having enough love and respect for a person to create that kind of relationship and environment. And that only, Chris, takes time everywhere in your life everywhere. And there's three areas in your life that I really like to always break down. And that's your business life or, you know, what you do full time and then your relationships and then your health and wellness. Like that makes the true pie chart, you know, 33% each. Um, But you got to look at all areas in your life, you know, the love and respect of yourself, the love and respect of, you know, the people you're working with, the love and respect with your relationships. And that's really done in, in step number three, you know, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you so that when I don't feel brave, I can yank on the Sheila or the Anne Marie or the Shannon who remind me, man, you are brave, you know, or the, the one that tells me all the time, you know, you are, you're courageous and you're brilliant. I'm like, what? You know, and, and it's those that when you fall down, they pick you up, they dust you off and they remind you of your mission and your passion and your purpose. They're not there throwing stones at you. And unfortunately, in the walls that we spend most of our time with, or at least lay our heads down at night, there might be a lot of of shortness and criticism there. Not all, praise God. But unless we choose to shift that, that's those are the messages that ring in our voices. And so I have learned, I have really transitioned and learned and still learning 
Um, it's all about how you say it and when you say it. How important is encouragement? I'm just going to leave that simple question. How important is encouragement and how important is it to be an encourager? It's life or death. Okay. I love you. I hate you. Okay. Let, let's see that. And I'm, you know, I love you. That is not, I'm not, I don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't feel it. So that's not encouragement either. Right. So your choice of words, um, you suck. You're terrible. You're a jerk. Like, How'd that feel? Like, hey, amazing Chris, how's it going today? What a blessing, what a privilege to be here and to see your beautiful studio, what you've built here and what you're doing and how you're impacting lives to be better, you know, to heal. Um, You know, it's all about the tone of voice and willingness. Encouragement isn't something that comes from our culture, but you had mentioned where do you go? There's something important about having actual relationships with actual people. Talk to me about how those relationships can really help change a mindset and those relationships can bring that encouragement that we're looking for and we need. So let's start with self, right? That was part of the the wheel that I talked about. Um, How are you talking to yourself? When you're walking by that mirror, you're going, oh, fatso, (laughs) ugly, stupid. And, And typically, when I have done that or, you know, rolled the eyes and shook my head, it's because I have felt that somewhere in my life. And I just continued to continue to take that suitcase with me everywhere I went. You know, why does that have to be our story? Why can't we let it go and close that door? It doesn't have to be. Um, However, somewhere it's been said to us and we've decided to own it. So it could have been the bully at school. It could have been a neighborhood person. It could have been a sibling. It could have been a parent. And when it comes to your parents and what we absorb, what legacy was handed down to them? So was it, you're gonna learn I'm, what, you know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? That's not encouragement, but that's how a lot of coaches coach. Uh, a lot of households are run. Okay, it's not what's worked for me and, and our children. You know, not that it hasn't happened. I'm not saying perfect. Um, but it starts with our self-talk, okay? And, and embracing your I am's. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am brilliant. And so one of the first times I did this exercise, like tears ran down my face. And so, um, and with my clients, as I've done this, I've, I've seen and felt the same thing from them. And then as I've worked with them for two years or three years or four years, like I am strong. Like I am like, yes, you are like, bring it. Right. And, and it comes with a dear friend of mine, um, Sheila, her belief in me and, and people over the years, Susan Kirby, you have a gift and you need to be seen Celeste. Like I have a gift. Um, you know, stop hiding out, you know, you need to be seen. Okay. You know, and so it's, it starts with the self-talk and then it's going to trickle down to those that you're around. Um, you know, the saying, I believe Abraham Lincoln, you know, if, if you say you can, you can. If you say you can't, you can't. If I say you're stupid, you're stupid. If I say you're smart, you're smart. It really comes down to that, like the power, right, of encouragement. But our words are containers and they can strike like a knife, like it's mostly intended to, or it can lift up and love and bring healing and hope. Celeste Ducharme is a mindset mentor Words are powerful and words are hurtful. They are blessings, but they're also weapons. And we see that, we see that often. What have I missed? I wanna just dig a little deeper here because if we could just 
each focus just for a little bit of each of our days on words, right? Words are containers. <laughs> There's a lot of power. And Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron and one man will sharpen another. So is it my goal to sharpen those I'm around or to tear them down? Because that's what you do. And 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. The importance of surrounding yourself with people who believe in you. And, you know, I realize how hard that is when you live with your family. And maybe there's going to go to me. I had an alcoholic father, died very young. Okay. He was wonderful and loving to me. He was very much very critical and not as loving to my brother. And we were raised in the same house, came from the same mom, (laughs) you know, breathed the same air every day, ate from the same silverware. And yet being raised in the same household, whether it be um, a girl or a boy, you know, it was different. And, you know, that's true in a lot of areas in our life, but just different ethics, right? Ethnicity. We're treated differently, not just in the household, in the world. And so it starts with, you know, having non-negotiables, but you got to understand your value, right? And then it comes with, I'm not going to be treated that way or talked to that way. So I'm going to step away. And when you're ready to have a conversation that I can hear and understand, I'm, I'm all in, but I'm going to, I'm going to take a walk or I'm going to go. And it's not always easy. You know, some households have domestic violence. Like you need to go and get help. Like some you know, so it's it's really understanding who you are, whose you are, and surrounding yourself with people who are going to support that. It's almost as if there are some relationships that are within our control that aren't healthy, and it's okay to step away. It's okay. This relationship might be better from a distance. Sometimes we struggle with actually pulling that off and giving that distance. What's next? For me... It's what I always do, and I will pray, and I will go back to the scripture as we're reminded in Proverbs 16, 3, and it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Oh, I believe this, and that's because I've seen it since I was a teenage girl that when before she finished junior high, her parents divorced, and her world was devastated. So I know what it's like to grow up in a house where there's alcohol and then divorce, and so it, it, it shifts things, right? The, the Collins family that was so happy playing tennis every Sunday and making you know, their family brunch is now separating. And so then it comes from 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a, a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. So again, where are we going to get the answers of how we're going to do, right? How we're going to continue to take that one more step and then Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And I pull most of these scriptures. I read a lot of um, the new um, NIV. And so there's so many different versions. Some words are going to be different. Don't get critical. Just get in the word. Um, but this is my foundation. This is the rock. And this is where I meet people. And you know, when I've been asked to speak and share at places, um, there wasn't, you know, they said, you know, you, you can't mention that, that the Bible and where it's going to So I, a book that I read that I love, you know, and this is the reference on it. And, and that's okay. We all read different books, whatever book's good for you. Um, but it's, you know, our God is a faithful God. And um, lastly is we look at, you know, what we're supposed to do, right? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. 
for you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door is open in Matthew 7, 7. And so the choice is yours, right? Choose whom you will serve. Choose to embrace your journey to make it easier, to make it harder. Um, but, you know, I'm all about creating opportunities, and it's about learning and growing. And it's nothing's ever about failure. You know, um, I choose faith, full assurance in the heart that everything's going to be okay. I choose that tomorrow the sun's going to come up, and um, our God is a good, good Father. Celeste Ducharme is our guest today. Talk to me about your personal devotion time. What does that look like? I love my time with the Lord. Um, And so when I made a commitment to go back to the gym when I was able to physically do so, praise God, um, I need to do it before work. I tried doing a cycling class and yoga at night, and and I wasn't leaving work. I, I love work. I love my job. I love the self-storage industry. I love my mentorship. I love our community. And so I'd, I have to get up in the morning, and my commitment to the Lord um, is, you know, my prayer time and reading my scriptures. And then I listened to an app that was introduced to me right now. It's just speaking so clearly to my heart. It's called Abide. It's phenomenal. They're 15 minute or as short as two or three minute messages that always have a scripture and all the scripture in my phone, the majority, all right, 90% of it is from the apps and the message behind it. And it's phenomenal. And so um, sometimes I listen to it once, sometimes it's three or four. I really, um, and then share it because it's not about just what we do. It's not just for us. It's a foundation to share. And so today I got to share something with a friend that just spoke to me so loudly. Um, and so it's just awesome. It's, and that's that's my routine. And uh, this morning, uh, the Lord actually gave me a name for a nonprofit, the direction he's taking us in. And I'm super excited to share about that and a word for each initial. And just like, I just, I was amazed. And I went to the gym and I came home and I'm like, Raj, he gave it to me. Like, he's that good. Just, he just says, be still and spend time with me. And, and that's when you know, you know, it's coming from him. It's just, it's not me, that's for sure. So corporate worship is absolutely important and for those who are coming up for those who are going through mindset change talk to me about the importance of corporate worship in somebody's life the misconception is that everyone that listens to our radio station goes to a church somewhere has strong faith or can recite numerous bible verses it very well may be that there's a good amount of people listening right now that aren't part of a corporate worship setting, aren't part of a church. Talk to me about the importance of that in, in mindset. You know, the importance of fellowship, right? And so um, if we want to, my uncle always said, you know, you want to be a turkey, hang with the turkeys. <laughs> you want to be an eagle, fly with an eagle, Um one thing I learned from him. Another thing was goals don't get you anywhere. They get you everywhere. (laughs) Okay. Two just fabulous things that I learned from him. And just showing up as kindness, you know, kindness is free. Give it away. Um, When I was working with Clinton Key Self Storage, the first storage project I was with, um, 2005. And, um, a company came in, walked in our doors, and they're from Trinity, Trinity Reprographics. And they said, you know, we're a part of um, a business group that prays. Would you like to come? And I said, 
well, sure, that was intriguing to me. So we started meeting. And just the power of showing love and kindness in businesses. So fellowship, right? It's important. And you can get it anywhere. I, The Holy Spirit, our Heavenly Father, meets me in my car while I'm driving, you know, because I turn that on. I turn on the music. I turn on my meditations. So I'm listening to those. I, he meets me in my bed when I'm reading scripture or in my communication room when I'm sitting on the couch, you know, reading God's word. And it's then fellowship. And so I'm going to put myself um, in an environment where I can fellowship with others. And, you know, for some people, it's the church. For some people, it's it's mom's groups. You know, for some people, um, it was tent makers. You know, there's so many different amazing groups. Um, but fellowship, right, surrounding yourself that have the same beliefs or hopes or going somewhere when there are the recovery groups, grief. You know, if you're hurting, uh, you know, Rosie Fox is an amazing grief specialist. Go to her, get some tools, come back to me. We work together. You know, I'm going to help you to implement those and to really believe what she's telling you. So that's the importance of fellowship. It's not, you know, I'm telling you what building you got to go to. And praise God, there are so many great buildings to go to, churches in the area. Um, choose which one's best for you. And, you know, there's there's topical and there's testimonies. And then right from the Bible, you know, choose what's good for you, but get in fellowship. You're not alone. Whatever you're going through, someone here has been through. And sometimes it's helpful to talk. Just having friends is important. Celeste Ducharme is our guest today. What's next? What did we miss? You know, I want to just encourage you to give yourself permission to dream, to Allow yourself to be equipped with what you need to accomplish the dream and to remember to rely that the Lord is the strong tower and run to him. Ask him to guide you. Ask, seek, and knock. Keep your eyes on him. Um, if it's your desire, you know, to go to a different country, to, you know, pursue a certain career, you know, do your homework research for what steps would you need to take. Like, really simplify it, you know. Maybe it's you want to drop a few pounds. Uh, maybe you want to just get healthier, you know. So some small things about shifting your nutrition or shifting your activity or shifting who you're hanging with or what you're reading or what you're watching, you know, make some small shifts. If you do not shift, you will never get a different result. It takes effort. It takes that first move. Willingness is what I like to say. The first move is, are you willing? Lord, I'm willing. Are you willing, Celeste? I'm willing. Do you trust me? Yes, Lord, I trust you. And then it's just one simple action step. One bite at a time, right? You don't have to know the whole journey, but one small step at a time. Wake up early and be still. Like one scripture, one day at a time. One chapter, one day at a time. 15 minutes of walking. Thank you, Diane. 15 minutes of walking, Celeste, you can do it. You give 15 minutes of everything to everybody else. It's really interesting that you said, you said, do we trust God? And I think sometimes we forget that there's many aspects of our life that God actually trusts us. This is God, and he trusts me with that. It's almost a, a, a bit of encouragement to me when I realize he trusted me to father these kids. He trusted me uh, in these different ministries. Um, and maybe he trusts me more than I think he should. Maybe he trusts me more than other people around me actually trust me. But the fact that God trusts me with some things is actually encouraging. What else? What did we miss? You know, that's I love the segue where you just went because God's belief in us is never ending. When he says, I love you, it means I forgave you. And I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't remember. Like we're still hung up on something 
for me as a teenager that I did, really, Celeste, I let that go years ago. Why are you still holding on to it? Maybe it was something I did a month ago. He says, I love you, and I love you just the way you are. And however, we get stuck in those stories. Like, they, they creep up. You know, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm never going to get that promotion. She always gets everything handed to her. Oh, can you believe him? There he goes again. But it's, it's letting go of that stinking thinking and that negative self-talk, right? And when we say, so there's a difference between just saying, like, there's lip action, right? But walk it. Like, I can't just say, I trust you, Lord. Like, I have to step out in faith in a big way and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to go on, um, on this radio show. I was offered to, to have a visit with Chris, and, and I'm going to trust you, and you're going to reach the hearts that you weren't able to connect me with in the avenues I've taken in the past, because I'm here for them. And, or I could have stayed home and cowered and went, oh, I'm not doing that. But I trust you, Lord. You know, I trusted him yesterday to take a leap of faith and transition, you know, a website and reach out to some people. And within an hour and a half, I'm like, woo, and it, it, things happen. And I went, of course, that's you, God, right? You know, you ever look up and go, well, that was you. Like, that's my everyday. Or I look up and go, can't wait to see what you're going to do with this. You know, the whole four knee replacements, like, um, just recently, a couple months ago, I, I had a really sharp pain in my knee, and it really concerned me, right? But I'm the woman who teaches fear not. <clears throat> That's a pain I never wanted to have again in my life. My keel separated on my third knee replacement, so the front part of my leg came a, a, apart from the other part of my leg and that front part, and it was extremely painful, and then there was a shooting pain right into my kneecap area. So I've had it separated, the tibia too. And, and so literally I came home Friday night, and I got in bed and I stayed in bed and let my foot elevated and worked from bed kind of, but it scared me. And my trainer, you know, said, are you coming in on Friday? And I said, no, I'm not, I'm going to, and then Saturday, he goes, you're going to come in today? I said, no, not today. I'm just going to rest. And he goes, you know, there are other parts of your body you can work, Celeste. And awesome, Logan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was so right. And um, Dean Dexter from Profit Therapy, who has helped me with the fashion movement specialist, He's a fashion movement specialist, unbelievable, that the doctors said this is as good as it gets. Deal with it. Mm -mm. They didn't meet Dean Dexter. He's helped me to get off the floor. He's helped me to be able to, I was doing a leg press today, just praising God um, for what him, what he's done through fashion movement. It's been unbelievable. And so, you know, that shooting pain, I said, Dean, I, I can't have this happen. He goes, he goes, you will never, this will never happen to you. You know, my story is it's happened, it's going to happen again. No, it's not. Like, why is that my story, you know? And do I really trust him? And so it needs to show up on our walk. And like today when I was doing the leg press with no weights, but it was a leg press, like, I trust you, Lord. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, how is that showing up in your life? I'm air at the gym every day when the doctor said, this is as good as it gets. And it's not, it doesn't have to be. So show it in your actions and he'll show you in his. A big thank you to Celeste Ducharme. Now you can find the links to her website, and links to where you can buy her books. Those are in the show notes. If you're listening to us on FM radio, go and find this podcast episode. Search Growing on the Vine on your favorite podcast platform and go into the show notes and you'll find those links to Celeste's books and you'll find the links to her website. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for caring about Southwest Riverside County and those micro ministries that are doing so much good ministry. Until next time, remember who you are and remember who you represent.